Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five films from the guinea pig series and if you're not familiar with the guinea pig series this is a series of films that came out in the 80s uh japanese exploitation gore film series six films in total uh plus two documentaries which i did not watch the documentaries and uh they are based on hidishi hino's manga work and uh, very graphic, very violent, depicting gore, mutilation, and torture. Uh, I came across one of these films in a list. The film in uh, specifically being titled Flower of Flesh and Blood that came out in 1985. On a list of movies, I was looking for horror movies, for disturbing horror movies, for grotesque horror movies i don't remember the exact search terms that led me to a list a list of films that not only includes flower of flesh and blood but also uh last house on the left which i reviewed last week from wes craven also uh listed on that list was cannibal holocaust which is a film that i reviewed last year around october time and uh both films that are very graphic violent and uh disturbing and for whatever reason when i saw that this movie was part of a a series of films that had six films as part of this guinea pig series i thought well let's just completely destroy my brain in every single way and force myself to watch these grotesque series of films uh and then rank them you know, anytime I see a series of films that's more than five, I figure this is a great topic to rank on top five. Uh, so I am passing it along to you. For those that are familiar with the series, uh, buckle up and listen to my thoughts on these films. And for those that are not familiar, let me have watched these films so that you do not have to. Uh, and I was actually quite surprised that I actually did enjoy some of these films. It did start out very rough. I watched them in order of their release. Uh, however, it seems that the order that I watched them in, I've seen it listed and ordered in different ways. Uh, so I may have watched them out of order. I, I intended to watch them as they were released. Uh, but that being said, maybe I may have been uh, out of order with, depending on which list you're looking at, whether it's Wikipedia or random websites or places where I found them. They were numbered differently. But there are six films, two documentaries, which I have not watched. Uh, but the six films I did watch, they are very short. Uh, I believe they're all less than an hour long. They range anywhere from like 40 minutes to close to 60 minutes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a fairly fast watch. Uh, but it starts off very brutal. And then uh, surprisingly, there are some funny ones. And there are some uh, weird ones. And there are some just... Uh, the one in particular that's uh, very gruesome is, is tough. I was very cringed w while watching. I was like, you know, kind of, you know, looking between the fingers in my eyes. And... 
knowing that they're all fake, obviously some of them, it's very obvious that they're fake, while others seem, it's very similar to, in a lot of ways, Cannibal Holocaust, where there are scenes in Cannibal Holocaust that look real. And I know there's actual animals that were harmed during Cannibal Holocaust that, that obviously uh, make that those scenes depict uh, real things that happen. But there are other things that happen in that movie that, you know, constantly telling this is fake, this is fake. And there's some of these, there's aspects of this series that are like, okay, this is fake. I mean, some of these definitely feel like if you were a an artist who was into creating practical effects for movies and you wanted to have your work noticed, you would probably make one of these videos just to show your technical ability to make things look realistic. And uh, that adds to why these movies are so brutal and so disturbing and difficult to watch. So I did it. So hopefully you don't have to subject yourself to the torture. Let's get into it, shall we, with my top five films from the Guinea Pig series. Starting off, number five is the film that got me to this place I'm at today. The film that was on the list of grotesque things that many people confuse as real, uh, which the events of this film that I quote-unquote film uh, potentially inspired an actual serial killer in Japan. Uh, but that movie coming in at number five, which was the second film in the series, according to my list, is Flower of Flesh and Blood. Uh, it is basically just a video of a woman being tortured and uh, mutilated. I mean, it is, there's no plot to it. Uh, definitely, compared to the first film, like the first two films are basically, they're very similar. Uh, Devil's Experiment and Flower of Flesh and Blood. They're basically two films where women are tortured and mutilated and killed. And made to look, the intention is to make it look real. Uh, where the first film, Devil's Experiment, you can kind of tell they're kind of doing WWE style kind of hits and things. Uh, this film, Flower, Flesh, and Blood, definitely something that any special effects artist would be proud of. Uh, because it definitely looks real. And you're basically just watching a woman get... Uh, limbs cut off and it's crazy i mean there's no plot like i said it starts off you kind of see some b-roll footage of like the person that's doing the mutilation like stalking her like it's some shots of women walking through town or whatever and then it's a room she's tied down to a thing she's injected with something so she can't feel so she's kind of not reacting to things she's kind of out of it but you know, it is a slow, methodical dismemberment that you're watching that looks pretty believable. And it starts with him removing her hand, which the way the blade looks as it cuts into her flesh looks real. Uh, her hand, 
as it's being cut off is gripping his hand, which is insane. That's like that's the chef's kiss of gore special effects uh, ability is to make it not only look real like it's flesh like you know trying to sever the tendons trying to you know cut away that joint but also the fact that that hand like grips his hand as it's being cut off uh and you know basically removes both hands then removes both arms at the shoulder then saws off the legs of and he's like he's wearing like a samurai hat and he's kind of kind of narrating the video the idea of the video is just like oh this video was uncovered of this guy who was doing a quote-unquote experiment and uh we uncovered it and there's kind of like this white guy that's narrating stuff at like a desk with a globe on it and when it's footage of him the japanese guy doing the mutilation he's kind of trying to make it poetic like referring to like the blood as a a blooming flower and different it, it's it's it just kind of adds it adds a flavor of like uh just it adds a little bit more to the disgusting nature of it that the first film did not uh so it's kind of a it's like a better version of the first film <laughs> if this is what you consider better but it's basically him removing that, once he gets to, he removes the head and then removes the eyeball out of the severed head. And he, like, lovingly is, like, licking and kissing it. He's very passionate towards the dismembered head and the eyeball. Uh, very disturbing while he's wearing this samurai hat. And then after he's done, after she's completely chopped up, he opens up a curtain to show his collection. And he's got all kinds of different body parts, like jars of eyeballs and hands, severed hands, and just decomposing, decomposing body parts that have like maggots crawling on it. And uh, you know, pretty much it. And when I was watching this, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be tough, right? If all of these are just not like trying to tell any story, and I'm really just watching somebody look like they're being in like not an entertaining way." Right. Unlike hostile or those kind of torture porn movies where there's a plot going on, like gruesome things are happening, but it's all part of a story. So far, after watching this movie, the second in the series, it seems like I'm just going to be watching visual effects artists get better at what they do and just really boring shots of the most disgusting things possible. Thankfully, that was not the case. Uh, but that is the movie. Coming in number five, the reason why it's number five, despite I would say this film in the series having the most believable visual effects of it actually looking like a person's being dismembered. Like, I give it credit for that. Uh, it, it, it's only at number five because it has no story. There's no story to it. And thankfully other ones at least attempt at having a story or bring a little bit more to the disgusting nature of what they're watching. So coming in at number five is flower of flesh and blood from 1985. Moving on to my fourth favorite film in the Guinea pig series. 
This is a movie that is kind of like a mad scientist movie. Like I said, the rest of them have a bit of a a little bit of a story, kind of little short films, short horror films, uh, but definitely with a focus on practical effects, a focus on realistic human mutilation. So coming at four is Android of Notre Dame. Uh, this is the, according to the list I'm going off of, this is the second to the last of the series. Came out in 1988. Uh, this movie has a mad scientist, like I said, which is played by a little person. And he is attempting to save his sister's life, who is sick, and he's trying to save her. He's trying to give her medicine, which she is depressed and not wanting to be saved. Uh, so she's not taking the medicine, but he's also trying to create a cyborg, which in some ways is almost more like he's trying to make a Frankenstein's monster type of a thing. He's trying to reanimate dead tissue, reanimate a dead body in some ways, more than trying to build a robotic person but definitely fusing technology with people and it's got some good i mean in the practical effects that we watch a lot of them are him like he gets a body there's also an element of blackmail where like he's getting these supplies and somebody knows what he's trying to do he's trying to blackmail him so it's kind of it's actually kind of a complex narrative that's going on that is a little confusing because these movies that I saw, obviously not streaming anywhere. You kind of have to find them, and the subtitles don't really match up very well and probably aren't the best translation. So you kind of take – not that – some of them, like the, the first one that I talked about, you don't really need narration. Uh, you don't need to know what they're saying. Uh, but these other ones, you know, because there is a bit of a story, it's nice to have uh, a bit of translation. But, uh, you know, it's fun. It's It's got some good practical effects. I think the reason why it's down at number four for me is because it is a little bit too much and a little bit too confusing. Like, it's only, it's like under an hour runtime, and it's trying to pack in a lot of stuff. And not necessarily the best storytelling. So I think it faults on that. Uh, but the practical effects are good, right? You see him collecting, c connecting like electrical nodes to human bodies, to cutting body parts off. Uh, he ends up uh, severing a head and being able to use the brain of this person to control stuff. And the, the, the head slowly starts to degenerate through the course of the film uh so it does some interesting things i just you know it was it, it, it wasn't the most entertaining thing kind of slow uh but definitely trying some new stuff i enjoyed that it was a story at all um so that's why it's at number four still interesting though
Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspired Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspired Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week, ad-free available on on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts, I've produced hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite film in the guinea pig series. This one, another story, uh, has a twist ending, which I thought was interesting. Uh, for a bit, I had Android above this movie, but, uh, you know, at, at second thought, the twist of the ending of this, uh, I think, was enough to to move it up uh, above Android. So coming in at number three is Mermaid in a Manhole. This is the fourth film in the series, came out the same year as Notre Dame, 1988. So uh, interesting plot to this one. So this is a guy who's an artist whose wife passed away, right? He also has n nosy neighbors that pay attention every time he leaves he he leaves his house uh to go with his sketch pad to go out and paint every day uh and he's kind of a weird guy especially changed a little bit ever since his wife passed away and while out drawing he goes into the sewer system uh to draw and to get inspiration or whatever and while there he runs into a mermaid that he remembers seeing there and this mermaid he cares for and wants to take the mermaid out of the sewer because it's full of garbage so he gets a bathtub for his apartment and puts her in the bathtub she has like a growth like a cancer on her stomach and he's trying to also heal her he's trying to heal her so through the course of this film the cancer grows and grows these like these pustule tumors that grow out of her skin so she turns from a beautiful mermaid to a mermaid that's slowly turning into like what would look like a toxic avenger uh to compare it to something visually where she's got like all of these physical problems these things and she's in so much pain that she she makes him cut open these tumors and the tumors are filled with like colorful pus that he ends up using as paint uh and his she she tells him that it's important for him to paint her before she dies because that's that's his mission to paint her before she dies so it's kind of interesting it definitely has some grotesque stuff especially cutting open the tumors and seeing this these colorful pus that comes out that he collects in these jars and eventually uh, eventually the tumors keep growing and spreading over her body and eventually like these worms start coming out of these tumors and eventually 
like giant eels burst through her stomach as she dies, which is all gory. And her their neighbors are like weirded out because he hasn't left ever since he brought this mermaid to the bathtub. And, uh, you know, interesting story. The twist is that like it ends up with him. Right. Kind of like trying to cut all these tumors off eventually like just dismembering or cutting her up completely but what ends up happening is obviously he basically his wife was pregnant he lost his mind and started thinking that she was so when the authorities show up like it cuts to him just kind of brain dead in a daze just kind of blindly chopping at dead flesh uh it ends up his wife was pregnant and he actually the the baby she was carrying had died and i think she had died and based so there's like a, a baby that's on the ground with an umbilical cord still and apparently he had just chopped up his wife uh so the twist is interesting right like oh it wasn't a mermaid he was just delusional lost touch with reality and was carving up his wife horrible grotesque all that interesting interesting twist considering it was the fourth film uh in in the in the series i was like okay i'm glad there's at least some stories going on and i'm not just watching a person being dismembered so coming in at number four or number three i should say is mermaid in a manhole moving on to my second favorite film from the guinea pig series this one is quite a bit different than all the others uh, in addition to this one being very funny, it is also structured kind of like a sketch show where you have the host and she is a doctor. Well, let me just say, coming in number two is Devil Woman Doctor, which according to my list is the sixth film in the series. But this one I've also seen listed as the fourth film in the series. Either way. What the information I'm going off of is Devil Woman Doctor is from 1990, uh, which who knows if I'm correct. But either way, Devil Woman Doctor, kind of like a comedy sketch series where it's hosted by this doctor woman who's dressed in like a, you know, 80s style, like the exaggerated shoulders, shiny material, like kind of the the weird futuristic type of high fashion of the 80s that was like clearly inspired by tons of cocaine but she's like a quote-unquote doctor who investigates these super rare conditions that people have and there's little 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 snippets of little things where she's introducing you to another person that has another ailment very funny starts off with this family who has a disorder that anytime they get angry their heads explode so, of course, it's her insulting these people as they sit down in an open field until they get pissed and then their heads explode. Now, I have to say the practical effects in this film are the worst. They are very unbelievable where the other ones are like, man, this kind of looks like real stuff happening. Uh, where this, when the heads blow up, it's clearly like a a like um, a replica of those people right like a mannequin that they they dressed up to look like those people so definitely not the best visual effects but it was funny 
uh, and seeing all the disorders that they c the wacky disorders like okay so it's uh, exploding heads then it's exploding heart if if somebody gets surprised or startled their heart will explode so they had a squib and went off and the person died then there's um, the guy who has different personalities for his his limbs so basically like a Jekyll and Hyde but it's just like part of your body almost like uh, Jim Carrey in Liar Liar whereas like he doesn't have control over his arm he's trying to say this is a he can't lie and his arm is like anyway so there's a guy she's like at a restaurant and it's like oh his hand has its own personality and it starts like pouring the coffee on his head and the cream the sugar and stirring it up and then like it she stabs his hand to the table and then it moves to his foot and she stabs his leg and then it moves to another part of his body but he ends up finding a career where he does like this this act the street performance where he's playing like a Jekyll and Hyde thing and then there's another one where it's um this guy who's like in a relationship I don't know if they're married or whatever but he's dead he's like a zombie and it's like well I can't like clean up because like when I get in the water like body parts fall off and it's just like it's this couple going on dates like going out to dinner and doing things and every new location the guy is just degenerating a little bit more a little bit more right he's just he's decomposing as they go on this date kind of funny um another guy who sweats blood which is kind of a fun one um there's a, a short little clip where a guy has a tattoo but the tattoo moves around his body on his own so he went to the doctor to get the tattoo removed by her cutting the flesh off and because the tattoo removes, obviously she cuts all of his flesh off, and then he's just, uh, just, just blood and muscle and bones. Ha ha ha! Funny. There's another one where it's like a banquet, but all of the food that's served at this banquet are like body parts, and it's like filmed, like, oh, we're at this banquet, and look at what we got for dinner. Oh, we got the the eyeball pasta. Looks like this is marinated in brain sauce and served with a dash of pickled uh, fingers. You know, just talking about the spread as if it's not body parts. Kind of funny. Uh, and then the last one is like these four guys who are all just kind of lined up sitting on top of a roof and they're like talking about their different ailments that they have. Like one guy's like, oh yeah, I'm like my, f my, I'm just kind of decomposing. He takes his shoe off and like there's, you know, his toes are like melting away. And this other guy's like, yeah, well I stretch. And he lifts up his shirt and his nipples are like hanging to his waist. And he's like, yeah, my nipples, not the worst part. My dick is stretching too. And they're like, oh, well that's not too bad. He's like, yeah, but it's just the skin. <laughs> it, it's like definitely a comedic take on these horrific practical effects. So I appreciate that. Right? Didn't make me feel bad. It's fun little snippets, so it's doesn't. It, you never feel like you're spending too much time on anything that's not that interesting. Um, another guy, like out of the four guys, like he leaks oxygen, so like he smokes his cigarette, and then you see the smoke coming out from his shirt, and then they they go through the horn again. And he's like, oh yeah, well, well my shit comes alive, and he has this Tupperware with poop in it, and the poop's like this little poop monster 
Another guy's like, oh, yeah, well, I vomit eggs. And it's like, so he vomits an egg, and then he cracks the egg open, and inside the egg is his vomit. Super interesting, super creative. Uh, so that's why coming in at number two is Devil Woman Doctor. Just a fun little sketch, de deranged little comedy sketch horror thing. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspireddisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want, they can buy whatever prints they want, they can buy t-shirts, they can buy hats, they can buy all the different merch, gift certificates, which are available currently at inspireddisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show! But moving on to my favorite, by far my favorite, I really enjoyed this one. Thankfully, it was the third in the series, at least the third that I watched. Uh, and was my favorite and stayed at number one throughout the series. It was finally a departure from the flat-out uh, just dismemberment videos and torture videos. Coming in at number one is He Never Dies. Uh, it's a guy who works in an office, hates his life, depressed, uh, ends up staying home. Like, I think he, like, just he stops going to work, right? He's all depressed. They treat him like shit at work. And he spends, like, multiple days at home. And then he gets to a point where he's, like, going to cut his wrist. So he cuts his wrist, and he realizes, despite his reaction to cutting his wrist, being that it, like, hurt him and that he's going to die, is that he realizes it didn't hurt, and he stopped bleeding. So then he, he takes the a pen and shoves it through his arm and he, and he realizes that he doesn't feel any pain he cuts his hand off it doesn't bother him so his idea is to play a prank on one of his co-workers that he doesn't really like so he calls his co-worker and tells him gives him an excuse to come over to his apartment right come over to my apartment i need your help whatever whatever the dude is with a girl at the time and he's like okay i'll come over and this whole time, he's like, oh, I'm going to prank him. It's going to be great. Right? And by this time, he's, like, slit his throat and, th you know, slit his artery in his neck and didn't nothing happen. Uh, cut off his hand, like I said, but he taped it back on for this prank that he's going to do. He'd kind of done stuff to himself. So his friend comes over, and his friend is showing up with, like, an Elvis mask, right? His friend thinks he's going to surprise him with something fun. And he comes in, and this dude just scares the shit out of him. Has, like, one of those drafting triangles you use when you're, like, a architect, you know? Has one of those sh stuck in his head. And then he pulls it out. And he's, like, acting like a zombie to scare his friend. Right? Does this whole thing. His friend, like, passes out. He ends up cutting his own head off, and is just sitting on the table. And this dude's girlfriend who's waiting out in the car finally comes up. And she comes up. And she couldn't even, she doesn't even flinch. She's like, what is going on? This place is messy. She doesn't even care. And it, like, turns into, like, this, this jolly moment where everybody's just cleaning up this messy apartment with a severed head on the table. Funny, 
I loved it. The fact that he played a joke on his friend was funny uh, and took that thing where he wanted to kill himself, found out he couldn't die, and then kind of, well, I guess I'm going to use this to some fun. So that is why it is coming in at number one, he never dies. That's it. So the, one, the only movie that didn't make my list was Devil's Experiment, which is basically a woman who's like getting beat up, slapped and punched and, and like hit with a bag of coins and then like tied up outside and, and like beat up. And it's just, it's, it, that's all it is, right? And then at the end, actually, they stick a needle through her eye. That's like the, the most gruesome thing. Um, but, and then Flower of Flesh and Blood is the next one where it's like they amped that up and took it to like a way, whole nother level. Uh, but yeah, that's, that one wasn't that great. Flower of Flesh and Blood, super interesting. Definitely a proof of concept that you can do some realistic things with practical effects back in the 80s. Uh, but that is the list. Let me, let me go through my list one more time. This is my top five films from the guinea pig series, starting off with number five, Flower of Flesh and Blood. Number four is Android of Notre Dame. Number three is Mermaid in a Manhole. Number two is Devil Woman Doctor. And my number one favorite film from the guinea pig series is He Never Dies. Let me know how you would rank these films if you've seen them. Have you seen the documentaries? Are they good? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching these, but if you're into that kind of grotesque, visceral, violent, disgusting type of horror movies, they weren't, I mean, you know, I, I, I could, I've seen dis more disturbing stuff, less disturbing stuff. And I think the, there's some that are, are kind of fun little horror movies. Uh, so let me know if you've seen them. Hit me up on social media. Let me know in the comments. I would love to hear how you would rank the guinea pig series of films. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.